Why, hello there, and welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. And we're so happy that you're here with us today. It's episode motherfucking 104. Woo! Yeah, woo! And Grace is in visiting her hometown. Yeah, so she's, she's not here. With fam in New Mexico, and we miss her. We miss her. I'm going to hit my bong in celebration of whatever fun things Grace is doing right now. And I have another reason you could hit your bong. You could hit your bong once for each of the new three Patreon cuties. <gasps> oh, I'm going to be baked. Well, I'm going to hit it three times plus a fourth for Grace while you two do the thank yous. All right. First up, we would like to thank Olivia. Thank you, Olivia, for subscribing to our Patreon. I took a big hit for you, Olivia. Can you tell by her <laughs> she voice? Because she did. <laughs> I didn't realize like big bong rip voice was a thing until you just spoke. And it is. It kind of sounds like this. Yeah. <laughs> but you could like hear the smoke in her throat. Okay. <laughs> All right. And our next Patreon cutie is Coney from California. Woo. Oh. Ooh, thank you. I'm going to do a song for everybody. Here we go. Phoebe's going to be <laughs> fried. That was <laughs> fucking big. Not quite as big of a hit because, yeah, I, I wouldn't be okay if every single one was that big. Okay, <laughs> next up. All right. And finally, we have Amanda from Pennsylvania. Ooh, Amanda. That's my middle name. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda. Amanda, thank you so much. Uh-oh, it was too big again. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, that was for both Amanda and Grace, because I got to stop for a little bit. Yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but you know what? As a stoner I love, in about a month, it's going to be 420, April 20th, bitches. <laughs> Yay! Our favorite time of the year. So yeah, the, the month leading up to 420 is always kind of a busy one for us. And don't forget, we declared 419 as our annual holiday. Yes, 420's Eve is a big deal around here. If you're new... It's a big deal. It's a big freaking deal. Huge, huge. And so we will be doing a live Twitch show. Do you call that a live show? It's live. It's interactive yeah. even. And we're going to be doing kind of a, a 420's Eve celebratory podcast recording on Twitch with you talking to us while we record it. Yeah. So fun. So fun. Well, I'm excited about that. That's future talk. Anyone have any past talk? Yeah. Well, speaking of hanging out with my lady friends, I went on a little trip with some gal pals and to Yelm, Washington, if you've ever oh, heard of it. Oh, Yelm. Home of the Rantha, Rantha cult. Anyway. Wait. Different story. Okay. We like to always stop at a small dispensary and check out what they got. And we stopped at a place called Bud Barn and it was really cute. And I was getting, uh, I was trying to educate my friends on terpenes because we've been talking about that a couple weeks ago and really wanted to like kind of educate my friends on how to be more of a conscientious consumer of what they're getting. Because one of my friends is very much like highest THC percentage. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to educate her a little bit. And so we were talking about terpenes with the bud tender and he was, we talked about this in, I think, episode 101, where we talked about you can enhance the terpenes by, if you have a limonene, then you can do, or lemonine, sorry, I always say it wrong. 
It's all right. Lemonine. Lemonine. You can eat a citrus fruit or like just kind of zest it around you while you have that certain terpene. But he was talking about like lighting a lavender calendar, if you candle <laughs> while or something like the calendar, <laughs> a lavender calendar, a lavender candle while you're smoking a certain terpene. And I thought it was really interesting, like the different combinations of things to enhance your experience. Oh, my gosh. Fun. We should find out about more of those and the different combinations that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And just we should buy a bunch of little mist bottles. Oh, yeah. Like a little scent spray. We could fill them with different scents and like be trying those along with seeing what that does. Ooh. Like that makes me almost want to like spray lemon around when I'm making like pasta with lemon in it. Ooh. <laughs> All right, listeners, check back in five years. Our merch will be little spritz <laughs> bottles and joints that complement each spritz bottle. Yeah. Love it. Just going to go copyright that really quick. Mm. Okay. And you know what else I'm going to do? <gasps> what? What, Gila? I'm going to tell you it's time for Weed in the Fucking News. Okay. The first article is from MJ Biz Daily, which is the marijuana business publication, titled Will Mass Layoffs Help or Hinder the Struggling Cannabis Industry by Kate Robertson. Are widespread layoffs in the North American cannabis industry an effective cost-cutting tool, or will they will they do more damage in an already challenging environment? So I guess a lot of cannabis companies in North America, in specifically Canada and the US, are undergoing mass layoffs this year. And this last Q3 and Q4 of last year, there's several reasons why. One of the reasons is that because during the pandemic, the cannabis industry had such a big boom because so many people were sitting around smoking weed, just trying to get through the couple years we had, that a lot of companies scaled up a little too fast and are now sales are down. And so they're trying to scale back and figure out how to fix that problem. And there's a couple other reasons listed in here. They're dealing with federal regulations and changes and all this stuff. And they're also doing something that's never been done before. So for many reasons, mass layoffs are happening. But what this article dives into is whether or not mass layoffs actually help companies when they do that. And there's some evidence in here and some experts saying that they don't think that that even really helps. There's a guy named Jeffrey Pfeffer, a Stanford Graduate School of Business professor. And in his research, Pfeffer has found that tech layoffs also similarly fail to increase stock prices, boost productivity, improve market share, and increase revenue. So he's saying there's evidence for all four of those things that layoffs actually don't help. And his opinion is that it's a bad decision. But then, so he's comparing it to the tech industry. For example, Twitter just had mm -hmm. that massive layoff and they're not exactly doing great. They're not just saving all this money. In addition, marijuana executives assert companies are facing added pressures as markets mature and competition grows. So among other things, sales have declined in older markets, including in California, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington state. This is after sales boom following the outbreak of COVID-19. And in, in November, a California-based multi-state marijuana operator, the parent company, reported a net loss of $31 million in its third quarter earnings last year. And the company also said that it had laid off 33% of its workforce as of October 27th. So there's like that level of stuff happening to these companies. Like 
one company laid off as like 800 employees at once, which it's hard for me to even fathom a company with 800 employees in it. Mm -hmm. I worked at a company with 100 and that felt huge to me. So I can't imagine (laughs) 800 people just randomly getting laid off so that, that the company can can save 10 million in salaries to, to and then what are you going to do without all those people how are you going to maintain your your product output mm-hmm. well i have a problem with unfettered capitalism and i am by no means a smart person but yes you are steph what are you talking <laughs> about <laughs> but there's when you have this thing where you have to grow and grow and grow every year mm-hmm. where there's like there's only a limited amount of cannabis consumers out there there's a certain point where you hit a ceiling or there's a, you know what I mean? Like you only can sell so many toasters. Yeah. 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 I mean, totally. I think the problem is from what I know of the can't, wait, did I just interrupt you? Uh, No, I'm pretty sure I'm done with my point of just having this, needing this growth every year in order for your company to sustain itself doesn't make any sense to me where eventually you just bottom out. You can't grow anymore. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's Amazon was taking over the world. So I don't know. Well, I mean, they're part of some of the huge tech layoffs. Actually, I don't know if Amazon is or not. They are. Yeah. So I think it. Well, I don't know. There's sort of my mind is trying to process that I'm not really coming at this from the comparing it to the tech world, although I'm sure there are similarities. Obviously, there are. But I think with the cannabis, like it's complicated because it, there was such a huge demand that grew so much, which meant there was more opportunities. And now it's gone down so much, like it's seriously struggling, at least in Washington right now, that it's the big companies that can survive that. And so then they just flush out their product. They sell it for really cheap. And it's all the small farms that can't any longer continue to survive because there's they can't afford to sell their stuff for as cheap as possible. So it's just, uh, maybe I'm going off topic. I just feel like it's, I agree that capitalism is the problem, but it just feels like in the end, this sort of situation makes the big corporations flourish and gets rid of all of the small local people. Totally, man. And yeah, that is the problem, that the big companies are surviving as competition increases. Yeah. Yeah, probably also laying off a shit ton of people. I mean, that's why I was saying maybe like still, I'm sure it's if they have 800 employees to fire, they're a huge company, but they'll make it through. And the small places also laying people off won't. They'll just lose all their money and have to close up. And I wonder if there's not even able to be done about monopolies in the cannabis industry right now because it's not federally legal. So the federal government can't come in and be like, you're getting too big. Stop. Yep. Whoa. Well, I've got some more bad news or I guess interesting (laughs) news. This article is from Travel Noir by Bruno Braga called Amsterdam to ban cannabis from red light district streets. Mm. Can you believe that? Interesting. Bad news for cannabis consumers who intend to visit Amsterdam. According to new rules made public by the city, smoking marijuana in the street in Amsterdam's iconic red light district will soon be prohibited. This is a move that seeks to improve the quality of life for locals in the area by decreasing the potential for conflicts between smokers and passersby. The city council also informed the public that almost all city council members favored taking action to lessen annoyance for residents. Residents of the old city center are structurally and excessively bothered by the crowds and nuisance caused by mass tourism and substance abuse in the public space, according to a city council statement released this week. The laws will go into effect in the middle of May, And the regulation also includes bans on drinking alcohol and playing loud music in the streets of the red light district. 
and a limit to the number of visitors allowed at any given time. Additionally, the city council mandated on Thursday that restaurants and bars must be closed by 2 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, sex workers will leave their locations by 3 a.m., and that no new visitors are allowed in the old city district after 1 a.m. So they're going to somehow make it so you can't even walk in there after 1. You can only leave. Wild. Well, oof. I heard the thing that, like, that stood out to me is they're banning alcohol is the problem. Not to, like, get on my little soapbox, but alcohol is what makes people aggressive and kind of obnoxious and all that stuff. It's weird that they're targeting cannabis smoking Mm -hmm. and they just briefly mention, oh, and alcohol sales. Because when you combine the two, people get kind of nutty. Certainly. It's hard for me to, I feel weird making too strong of an opinion on it because I have no idea what it's like to be a resident of Amsterdam. And I can only imagine that tourists are really fucking annoying. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went there and just smoked a bunch of weed in the red light district in 2001. (laughs) That sounds like so long ago. So I I don't know. To me, what I hear from that is it's like probably a lot of necessary structure for the people that are residents that want it's like feels like some of it would be good. Like there probably needs to maybe there needs to be a little bit of oversight so that residents that live there don't have to be driven crazy by the tourism. But then with it, with I mean, whenever you regulate things heavily, I think about like is like I'm curious what the sex workers think. I am that's too. The, that's the point of view I wish I had the most. Me too. So maybe we should seek that out. There were some cool facts about sex work in this article that I wrote down. Sex work has been legal in Amsterdam since 1999. The UN estimates about 25,000 documented sex workers in Amsterdam, which I think it's, it's interesting that the UN is tracking that. <laughs> and they have access to regular health checks and social security. But that's 25,000 people in one city is wild. I love that Netherlands made the move to legalize sex work, legalize cannabis and psychedelics, all that stuff. But it sounds like because they're the only country in the area who's done that, it's just created this like giant party atmosphere that draws so like thousands, like sometimes millions of people at a time who are just traveling through Europe and are going to Amsterdam for that reason. And it's causing a disruption to people who actually want to live there. Yeah. Like how much of a bummer would it be if every time you went to walk somewhere, there's a whole bunch of people out there like in huge groups, like smoking weed, we can smoke weed. And you're (laughs) like, just, I just want to smoke weed in my house and go to bed. Like, can you just shut up? (laughs) Right. That would get old, I imagine. So yeah, this, I guess, according to residents, it's getting so old that the entire city council was like, yeah, we need to put some regulations on the partying because it's kind of like a bummer for the city in the end. Well, when I think there's an expectation, you go to Amsterdam with an expectation to let loose. There are a lot of people who go there and are inappropriate. And so they kind of ruin the fun for everyone Mm -hmm. else. Certainly. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a (laughs) quick smoke break. And when we come back, I have some more AI related weed in the news. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back, stoners. Stoner Chicks here, Stephanie specifically. (laughs) And I think we are going to kick it right back to Kayla with some more wonderful weed in the news. 
That's right, Stephanie. My first article is from the Jerusalem Post called by Zach Hennessy called Canonic uses AI to breed new line of THC heavy cannabis products. What? So Canonic is a Israeli company. The company's six new products all contain at least 23% THC, a feat made possible thanks to AI-enabled gene selection. Now, I think our list, we've kind of made clear that we're, we're not huge fans of breeding things to make the THC content as high as possible. Personally, some people love that to each their own. But this is, they've been genetically modifying their plants based on the suggestions of artificial intelligence. And the article, who I think is a fan of this, says, the latest proof that AI is good for just about anything comes via Israeli cannabis developer Canonic, which on Tuesday launched a series of hybrid cannabis products produced with the aid of artificial intelligence. The company's new six new medical-grade products, Synergy Combo Mosaic Two Stars, Mash Kush, and Blend Kush, all contain at least 22% THC, the primary psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. These strains were bred selectively to contain higher levels of THC. Why is so repetitive? And particular terpene characteristics with the assistance of the tech engine Gene RH or AI developed by Evagene, of which Canonic is a subsidiary. So I'm a little confused about how AI exactly helped them do this, but they utilize this technology to select novel genetic markers allowed to accelerate and direct the development of our advancement cannabis varieties, said the CEO. We are very proud to have completed the launch of six new products. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on. Does anybody else understand this a little better than me? Sort of. So I think what the parent company did to Canonic is they developed kind of, they taught a computer like genome selection on different, because they talk about it's not only for cannabis products. They also talk later in the article about doing it for flies. Yeah, they're going to breed big flies for us to eat. No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why do we have to eat flies? Why can't it be something else? It's a protein as far as they're looking in the future when we've destroyed our planet, essentially, and we can't have the type of proteins that we have now, like cow and pig and chicken. And bug protein is much more easier and sustainable for the environment to eat. And so they would be breeding flies for us to eat. Yeah, they talk about that. And they also talk about another... I'm glad I'm (laughs) (laughs) middle-aged. I actually have my... I want to start a cricket farm is one of my... And a kelp farm. But like as far as my sustainable future like kind of thing that I want to do in my like dream head. But a cricket farm is one that we'd have for eating. Have you ever had a cricket before? I'd much rather eat a cricket than a f- giant fly. I don't, that is really, really <laughs> gross to me for some reason. Well, I don't know if they're that giant. Maybe they're just breeding them to have better protein. That probably means bigger. Okay. I'm imagining like cow size. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Gross. I'm imagining just like. Just a big old slab of fly meat. I'm imagining like almond size, peanut size. Ugh. Um. Yes, I'll, Steph, I'll I have eaten crickets. crickets over that. I have eaten crickets. But my whole point is, is I think that they taught this computer of, uh, about different genomes and then they were able to ask it, like, pick these for these sort of things. I don't know. I'm totally pulling that out of my butt. But they could 
ask the the AI, hey, we want to do this. And the AI can go, oh, well, you've taught me. I have read a million billion words about this and I can tell you this. Yeah. Another thing that they're using, the kind of AI they're using in Israel is an agritech company called Agua Farm. And what they do is they pretty much like it's an AI that watches your crops and flags and optimizes the care of struggling vegetables. So like rather than a farmer contending for the vegetables, they have like a robot doing it. And like and they say that it's able to identify problems faster. So like they could identify a problem immediately and you could get an alert in the middle of the night that's like, you need to do this to your plants or else it's going to... That one's a little scary to me. Yeah, it's all weird to me. I, just earlier today, like not very long before we recorded, I went down, I was reading someone's like post on social media about some AI thing. And I just went down a hole like, oh God, in 20 years, everything's going to be different. And I'm a dying breed because I don't really know a lot about technology and like you literally, that won't be survivable soon. Right. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's dark, I'm, man. I'm on a whole, like, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm going to be a dinosaur eventually. But, you know, that's fine. I'll probably, hopefully I'll think that's what I meant. I'm just old enough that I think I can get away with it. Well, the AI <laughs> conversation is really prevalent right now. And I think it's only going to get more. We're at the beginning of it, which is yeah. the weird part. So like, mm-hmm. so this article is just kind of outlining how AI is is popping up in the cannabis world right now. And that's how. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's popping up. Like, I've been hearing a lot of artists talking about this lately, about how AI can generate music or generate paintings or graphic art. It's like, it's wild. Like, in essays and stuff like that, like, it's just going to get more and more advanced. And we're just going to have to learn how to live with it or regulate it. And But we're in the unregulated phase right now where wild shit's going to go down. There was just a ruling that you can't copyright like it can't be copyrighted and AI can't have copyrighted. Okay, that's good. So if if like we were to make cop AI, if I understand, if we were to make AI art, we couldn't copyright it. Right. Well, we did do a Patreon episode where I chat with the chatbot GBT. What if in like 10 years, AI can like listen to an episode of Stoner Chicks, capture our voices and then like generates a stoner chicks podcast episode where it sounds like it's us but it's fucking not that is probably not too far away no because i mean they do it with faces you like deep fake and stuff like that like and we have series talking to us all freaking day based on some lady's voice so next article (laughs) (laughs) this is freaking me out this is ruining my buzz man oh no that was my last article (laughs) (laughs) okay my face is bright red phoebe what's next (laughs) oh well i have a fun new segment i'm bringing to you ladies and it's called psychic stoners i feel like we just need some sort of like i don't know magic-y sound yeah I'll find us a anyway. magic sound. Psychic <laughs> stoners. Do, 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 do. <laughs> get, get ready. So here's what we're going to do. This is how psychic stoners work. I want to do a high thought experiment to see how connected and psychic we can be if we all inhale weed at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, like we have to like think of the same number and stuff. Yeah. So I think what we'll do is We'll have, does this work? We'll have a moment where 
We're all going to hit together. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to think of something. We could probably do this taking turns, but we'll see. I'm going to think of something. I'll tell the listeners what it is when you guys aren't listening. And then you're each going to guess what it is. And we're going to see how, like, if we can find the way those connect. Great. I just realized I'm wearing my third eye sweatshirt. And I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but my intuition's pretty strong. I can tap into my psychic abilities pretty quick. Okay. Well, let's see here. I'm very confident. I have my lighter. <laughs> so we'll we'll count into our hit. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. We've all exhaled. Okay, so really quick, both of you remove your headphones and close your eyes and just like count to three. Okay. Go. All right, listeners, the thing I'm thinking of is that I miss Grace. Steph, come back. She can't hear you. We're back. Okay. I told the listeners what I'm thinking of, so you can take your moment, try to feel it. Is it just a word or a phrase? It looked like you were talking a long time. It's not more than two words. Okay. All right, Steph. So do me and Steph both say something and then... Yeah. At the same time? That seems hard to understand, but sure. (laughs) Okay. Mine is carrot stick. Mine is Frankie cat. Oh, that's a good one. Well, what I was thinking of was missing Grace. Oh, Oh, we're assholes. Our redheaded (laughs) Grace. Our carrot stick Grace. That's what I was going to say. Carrot stick Grace. And, you know, I love Frankie and I love Grace almost as much. So, wait, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I meant mean. and they're in similar places in my heart. <laughs> the mm-hmm. the loved ones. Mm-hmm. Place so I feel like getting that vibe makes okay. sense. Wow. Good job, Steph. We're psychic. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do one more? Do you each want to do one or do you rather me just do another one? Let's each mm. do one. Let's okay, each great. do one. Yeah. All right. So who's up next? I'll go. Okay. okay. And we all take a hit first. Or do we just not? I have like a call after this. I probably shouldn't. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of the word dancing bear. Okay. We're back. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at your energy. Hmm. I'm getting like a pudding pop. Ooh. <laughs> I'm getting like a beach bonfire vibe. Mm, I said dancing bears. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours, Phoebe? A pudding, pudding pop. pop. <laughs> and I think that's what a bear would eat. <laughs> while um, dancing at the beach? If it was like while dancing at the <laughs> Around beach. Around a bonfire. Around a bonfire. I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> I th- probably threw you guys off because I was didn't have something lined up in the tank. All right, I'll give one to you too. Ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay, going. Okay, my clue is moon rock. Moon rock. All right, girls, scurry back. They can't hear me. There they are. Welcome back. Hi. And what is mm. your guess, Stephanie? Wait, hold on. Don't say yet. Okay, we have to psychically connect. Yeah, I'm trying to really connect this time. Are you thinking of a hammock? 
I was thinking of shark. Ooh, shark is closer. <laughs> the answer is moon rock. if i were on the moon i would want my hammock and i I would need to have a strap to tie me to it and Mm. what was yours steph shark a shark same color as moon rocks (laughs) wow 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 Wow. (laughs) we are well, that was the segment of Psychic Stoners. I'm not sure if we learned anything, but it was an interesting psychic thought experiment. I'm sure it'll be back by popular demand. Popular demand. <laughs> but I in the meantime, it. Steph, mm-hmm. what should people do if they want more stoner chicks? Well, if you want more stoner chicks, come out to our website, stonerchickspodcast.com. And you can find all the linkity links there. I can say them as well. <laughs> They're Stoner Chicks Podcast on Instagram, Broccoli Broads on TikTok. We have a Patreon that we would love for you to come on by. We have lots of content there. It's patreon.com slash stoner chicks. And rate us on uh, Apple or Spotify. That would be great. We have Apple reviews. Ooh, we have Apple, Apple reviews. Two reviews. Apple reviews. <laughs> One a day keeps the teacher away. <laughs> <laughs> and to be transparent, listeners, the reason we we love getting Apple reviews is because it helps boost us in their algorithm and helps more people find us. But it is also very nice to connect with you and have you compliment us. So thank you. We, we love words of affirmation. This first one is from Usury, and it's titled "Love This Podcast." These ladies are both hilarious and insightful. It is my go-to podcast when I am seshing at home. Always fun and informative. Love what these funny ladies do for cannabis culture. Greenheart. Mm, rock mm. on. Oh, and this one's from Coney, our new friend on Patreon. Oh, wow. I took a hit for you earlier. Yeah. It says, I am a stoner mom. And I love this show. I never miss an episode. You ladies are the best. Love all you do to make this podcast work. Have learned a lot from listening. Aw, thanks. Thanks. You the best, Coney. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Hey, Phoebe, what do stoner chicks always say? They might be able to grow it, but the AI will never be able to smoke it. Smoke your weed. (laughs) I love it. Thanks. Thanks.